You're listening to episode 24 of the Mad Chatters podcast, March 11th, 2015. Most everyone's mad here. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the Mad Chatters Podcast, your very important date with the happenings at Walt Disney World and around the Disney Universe. My name is Eric with a D, and joining me are my fellow hosts, Matt. Hey. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean mean to throw you off guard. My name is Derek, if you didn't keep up with that. (laughs) And uh, also joining us is Jeremy. Ducks fly together. All right, then. I'm going to throw something to you guys. I want to know your first thoughts on the big news this week, or big-ish news, that officially Disney has announced something that we've thought for weeks now, and that is that Toy Story Midway Mania is getting a third track, and Soren is getting a third screen to help with capacity. What was your first thought when they announced that? My first thought was that what I thought when these rumors were going around is that this seems like this was completely made necessary by FastPass Plus. Which is funny because I thought, I was thinking it was necessary and that's why they did FastPass Plus and then they realized, great, it's still necessary. Yeah, well, that's probably true. <laughs> yeah, that's probably true too. It's like the whole point of FastPass Plus was to distribute Disperse. the crowds yep. all across the park, but they all went back to those two attractions anyway. So, Well, they shot themselves in the foot when they made the stupid tier system. Mm. At Hollywood Studios, because you basically have to pick between Rock and Roller Coaster and that, or Fantasmic or something. Yeah, I'm excited about the news, don't get me wrong, especially with Soren, Because with Soren, it means upgraded digital screens, which they desperately need, so you don't see the bugs on it anymore. (laughs) And and, uh, and a new film, presumably a new film would be part of that. I think that it's, I mean, it's good news because those attractions definitely need it, but... It's just like kind of anticlimactic as far as I feel like we're all waiting for better news to come out of Hollywood Studios other than an added Oh, this is just the first thing. I think this is just like like phase 1A because I think rumor has it this is where this is going to expand into either Soundstage 1 or the Captain's Jack Sparrow thing, that little warehouse. Yeah. So uh, I think it's, I mean this has nothing to do with the backlot tour area or any of that massive stuff they've freed up. Recently. No, you're right, but I think they wait. I mean this is this is news that you tack on the end of like, hey, Star Wars Land is coming, and we're going to add a track to Toy Story Mania. You know, yeah. like that's not this is not front page thing. But they can also get it done quicker. This will be well, done before any of that. I'll give you that. I hope anyway. Well, it said late 2016, so I don't know. But, Jeremy, I do have a question. At the end of last year, you said one of the things you're looking forward to in 2015 is big news about Hollywood Studios. Was this not the news you were talking about? <laughs> a new track for Toy Story Midway Mania? Yes. Yes. The park is going to be so new and fresh <laughs> with an added track. No, again, it's it's necessary thing. I think it's it's a necessity. It's long overdue. They should have added this stuff two, three, four, five years ago. But... You know, it's good news, yes, but I mean, well, I'm it's gonna, like Derek said that I'm um, not going to wave my hanky over it. Like they thought the <laughs> FastPass Plus system would be at least a help in this, and I mean, it, uh, at least it, at Soren, 
I don't know. The average wait time maybe has decreased five, ten minutes Ooh. at peak times. But yet, I think they probably thought it would be a little bit better than it is. But I think it just proved to not be the case. So instead of going back on a $1 billion project like My Magic Plus, they're like, let's just do some more tracks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, hopefully we'll solve some problems. Which is interesting, too, that you know today was the big day as we record this that Apple announced all about the new watch. What is it even called? iWatch? A- Apple Watch. Apple Watch, which it doesn't really appeal to me at all personally. But I do find it interesting that Apple... Of course, they have ties to the Disney company, but when I think of the Apple Watch and what it's going to be, I see the Magic Bands being that somehow one Mm. day. Does that make sense? Like, Mm -hmm. your whole life is on your wrist, in a sense, and that's really what Disney's trying to do with this Magic Band, and I'm not really a fan. the mark of the beast. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Obama. (laughs) Anyway, we got a lot to talk about today, so let's dive right in. On today's show, we're going to do what we are calling One and Done, and these are Disney experiences that we will probably never have again by choice or by not choice. We'll talk more about that later. But first, we're going to do... or. (laughs) Well, I guess there's a better way to word that. By choice or by necessity. I don't know. Anyway... First, we're going to do a segment that we call You Be the Judge. Basically, this is our version of Debate Club. Of course, we, as you probably know, are much more informal than official debate clubs. But we are going to throw out a topic, and two of us are going to debate that topic for the third one to be the judge. So, I'm going to let you guys talk about it first, and I don't know what topic you guys have chosen to debate, just like you guys don't know the topics we have chosen to debate. So, why don't you tell me what you're going to debate, and then, Matt, you can start. Well, our topic is this, Derek. Think about Space Mountain. Okay, I've got it in my mind. Think about the ride and the experience, one that you enjoy very much. There's and space, think about, there's a mountain. What if there was an overlay? To Space Mountain. Which would be the better overlay? I say Pocahontas would be the better overlay to Space Mountain. Matt says Stitch would be a better overlay to Space Mountain. Yep. Okay, I know the answer. I know who wins. (laughs) I guess I'll let you debate, though. Yeah, I'm going to debate and I'm going to persuade you to my side. And that is because Stitch is an extraterrestrial, right? And it is set in space. He is from outer space. And so what you would have with a Space Mountain Stitch overlay, you could even call it Stitch's Great Escape. In that he escapes and you are chasing him through the galaxy on your little rocket ship, whatever. You're trying to catch Stitch. And this would be like... um, like the Ghost Galaxy thing where they have the little uh, added projection screens throughout the ride. Um, you, you know, I could see whether or not you start in that little prison facility. Well, yeah, if you make it Stitch's Great Escape, you start in that little pr- prison facility while you're climbing up the hill. And, oh, no, Stitch has gotten out. we got to find him. <laughs> Hence, the chaos ensues to the rest of the ride trying to catch Stitch. And you could be, like, sprayed with water. Of course. Yeah, like he spits on you. You could be like shot at with the cannons. Like all those elements from that attraction brought into an actual ride 
as you're chasing Stitch through the galaxy trying to catch him. And, of course, you do at the end. And just like on Dinosaur at Animal Kingdom, you come back in with the dinosaur or with Stitch without actually seeing them. But, <laughs> but they're on the security camera. You got Stitch. Congratulations. You made it. I knew you would. Yeah, exactly. With one extra passenger. Extra large? Supersize. What did he say? Ooh, I don't remember. Except Stitch is like a Happy Meal. So, <laughs> you got Stitch. Now, the reason this makes more sense than Pocahontas is because you're in Tomorrowland. It's space. He's an alien. You're on a rocket. You're already in space. There's not that much, you know, theme overlay to have to do. So, um, I go ahead and bow to my fellow debater here to see how in the world Pocahontas could be... <laughs> Wait, am I allowed to ask a question or am I supposed to have Yeah, ask a question. Is this a like permanent overlay from now on, both of these? Or seasonal? Uh, Jeremy proposed this. Uh, I would say permanent. What'd you say, Jeremy? Mine will be addressed in my... Oh, argument. okay. <clears throat> Imagine, if you would, in the world of the future, a place of harmony and a place of peace and unity. And my proposal for Pocahontas going into Space Mountain involves a utopian-like future and where everyone gets along well, which is really the message of Pocahontas. Now, instead of having it a permanent overlay, my overlay will take place during the month of February, which as we all know is Black History Month. And even though Bo- Pocahontas is Native American, it still is a celebration of She's all, a minority. It counts. Of all minorities. <laughs> In fact, we're even going to rename... Uh, Space Mountain to Race Mountain <laughs> to celebrate all races. <laughs> and imagine, if you would, as you enter the queue, that the tunnel is no longer a space theme, but you are walking through Grandmother Willow's branches into the heart of the tree, which is where she speaks to you, which is going to be your loading dock area. And instead of getting into a rocket... You're going to get into canoes. And if you remember from the film, which I know you do, uh, during Colors of the Wind – or no, not that one. Uh, uh, what's the song at the beginning? Uh, just, just Around, just the, around, just the, river around the River Bend. Well, that's going to be kind of the feel is you're going just around the river bend, except this river is kind of crazy. It goes all the way up and down and wee and um, – then it transitions into colors in the wind because you're going to feel the wind in your hair. At one point, <laughs> we'll spit some leaves at you, and uh, and, it, and it'll be no soft leaves. And uh, <laughs> there's going to be some color projection as you go through, like colors of the wind, like you're going through red, woo, and red, uh, purple, woo, and all kinds of fun things. And then at the end, as you come in, there is John Smith. And Pocahontas and Miko and and Flit, and they're all waving at you, and you uh, feel happy. Who feels happy? That's awful. <laughs> Do I have any questions? That's just dreadful. Um, offensive. <laughs> uh, no banter. This is not. This is not. We're trying not trying to persuade. <laughs> I Do thought that have, was the purpose. Do you have any rebuttals, Matthew? Um, Are you just speechless at that incredible concept? I'm just speechless at how awful that concept is. Well, my no, my rebuttal is at least mine is a fresh take. I mean, yours is like Stitch's Great Escape 2.0. I mean, there's nothing. Mine is what there. Stitch's Great Escape should be, and it would actually make that attraction um, and that whole idea, I think, work. 
Mine and is make Space original. Mountain fresh for a whole new generation. Yours just offends everybody one month out of the year. <laughs> no, the, the argument against Walt Disney World is there's not enough creativity in the attractions, and I am bringing creativity for that one month. That is not an argument year. against Walt Disney World. People would line up for miles just to ride Race Mountain. It's offensive both racially and aesthetically. And <laughs> Stitch's Great Escape is not? Not in this context, it wouldn't be. The alien race. Ooh. <laughs> well, I do have an answer. And unfortunately, Jeremy, I do not pick you. <laughs> I think Stitch, Lilo and Stitch, is an exponentially greater movie than Pocahontas. And he deserves an attraction that fits the movie and is not uncomfortable to be on. And I guess, <laughs> and I guess Space Mountain is a little uncomfortable at times. But I feel like that is a really good overlay. A very good theme for that attraction. Now, you do get points taken off that it's permanent because I love Space Mountain and I would hate to see that go away forever in favor of Stitch. But pretty much everything else about it was better than everything in Jeremy's idea. Well, even Alicia Florick loses a case every now and then, so... Does she? I don't know. She's pretty good. Death to race now. <laughs> Why don't the winner and I take the next topic? Okay. Go Matt, ahead. tell him what we're doing. Uh, you will see how the common thread emerges here in that Derek and I will be debating which attraction is worse. Stitch's Great Escape or, oh goodness, which one is it? Which one are you debating? Lights, Motors, Action. <laughs> Lights, Motors, Action. Yeah, I, I thought that's what it was. I didn't want to put words in your mouth. We'll be debating which attraction is worse. Stitch's Great Escape or Lights, Motors, Action. And I'll begin with my statement once again. And I have chosen to um, attack Stitch's Great Escape in its current format. Remember, I'm trying to move it to Space Mountain uh, in its current form. I just did this attraction on Saturday for the first time probably in four years in, in like research for this, right? We sat on the back. Okay, let's start out front. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad because of the sign. The sign is bad. Both that and Monsters, Inc. share these Vegas-style billboard signs slapped onto the side of Tomorrowland posts that just look awful with little small cardboard-looking cutouts of Stitch and then Mike Wazowski. But let's stick with Stitch, okay? He's over here. First of all, what Stitch's Great Escape used to be hurts Stitch's Great Escape as an attraction, and that was the extraterrestrial alien counter, which by all measures was a wonderful attraction with original music, original characters, a talented celebrity cast, special effects that actually made sense, a little bit of suspense, and a little bit of fright, okay? Stitch takes all that good stuff, if you can imagine Tim Curry as the guard there, now you have it replaced with some silly, I don't even know who does the voice, if it's anybody. Bad. The attraction itself, the story is stupid. They make... <laughs> They make little, very little use of the actual harnesses, which were there to create this um, binaural sound environment, okay, where the alien formerly would breathe down your neck and you could feel his hot breath and then he would stick his tongue in your hair <laughs> and, like, uh, you know, breathe in your ear. It doesn't happen. With Stitch, you get a chili dog burp, which now the entire theater, when you walk in, immediately smells like that. And you're like, oh, that's the chili dog smell. Congratulations. <laughs> Um, everything about this is 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 ridiculous. 
And when I was there, half the special effects weren't even working on my chair. And I had my head pushed back and everything. He didn't tickle my head. I barely got, like, the hot breath with the burp. I just smelled it. The only two things that happened were the two times, yes, two times, that Stitch jumps from you to the tube, and they press down on the bars. Like, oh, he's jumping on me. Twice they do that. They can use the same thing twice. The only saving qualities of this attraction are the actual Stitch animatronic and the two robotic arms, which use that KUKA arm technology, because they're pretty pretty fluid and, and fast-moving. Those are pretty impressive. But the rest of the attraction, from the music to the special effects to the signage to the theme to everything, sucks. And there you have it. My case against Stitch's Great Escape. It's the worst attraction. I personally think that attraction sounds amazing and i cannot wait to take my entire family on it right now meanwhile let's head over to hollywood studios to the very back of the park it's a hot day you could go ride stitch's great escape and be in the air condition but no you have to wait in the heat in line for them to open the doors then they open the little gate thing and you crawl up in the bleachers and wait in the heat in the bleachers then you wait in the heat for a 30 minute show which feels like an hour, but we'll get into that later. Then you have to wait in the heat as the crowd slowly does like the penguin walk down the stairs and shuffles out <laughs> into the main park. And you're like, just get me out of here. You just want to go ride something good at that point. Well, af- besides all the sweating, which you do not get in Stitch's Great Escape. And you also don't get any animatronics, which Stitch's Great Escape, I'll argue, has a pretty good audio animatronic in the pre-show, which is fun to watch and if you could skip the attraction it would be much better lightsmore's action you don't get any of that formerly voiced by ted curry it sucks now i'm sorry i'm speaking i'm just kidding i'm just kidding um order order (laughs) order in my courtroom lilo and stitch also has a disney tie-in which if nothing else if it has nothing else going for it at least that's get that gets people in the doors because it says oh look i love this movie and there's one of my favorite characters stitch uh, again, Lights, Motors, and ac- Action has none of that. There, you, like, you don't feel attachment to the woman who talks for 20 minutes endlessly before any of the stunts actually happen. In fact, you kind of learn to hate her after about 10 minutes. Uh, which gets me to another point. There's not enough action. It's called Lights, Motors, Action, and it's like Lights, Motors, like long speech, long speech, long speech, action, <laughs> long speech, long speech. And the only kid-friendly element of it is when they invite a kid down to do the joystick thing. And then after about five minutes, they're like, oh, you weren't really controlling it. Here's the secret behind it. And then that kid goes home crushed at the end of the day. Like, that's not what Disney World is supposed to be about. Um, <laughs> Are you suggesting Lights, Motors, Action destroys dreams? It really does. I know several ki- hundreds of kids who have, children. who have just left. They're supposed to go a few more days, and they're like, I just want to go home. I home. I'm done. I wasn't nearly so. controlling the car. Yeah, My make-a-wish <laughs> is now over. I just want to die. Uh, two two more things that Stitch has going for it that Lights, Motors, Action does not is, one, at least Stitch is a good conversation starter. Like, we actually have taken a friend on it and said, okay, you really have to do experience this once because... It is terrible. We did not even put him through Lights, Motors, Action because we said, I don't want to waste 45 minutes of my life and you will regret it too. So let's not do that. And also, you at least laugh a few times, even if ironically, during Stitch's Great Escape, (laughs) you will not laugh one single time while sitting through the heat wave that is Lights, Motors, Action. So that is how I rest my case for why Lights, Motors, and Action 
Oh my goodness, I cannot say the name of this horrible Lights, section. Lights, motors, and action. That's another thing. It's too wordy. <laughs> <laughs> Lights, motors, action is a worse attraction than Stitch's fantastic escape. I heard a child crying the other day on the way out of Stitch's Great Escape, exclaiming that nothing happened to him. He didn't do anything to me because the special effects were not working. That is one child who cried at the Magic Kingdom. One Mm -hmm. child whose dreams of the Magic Kingdom were crushed by an attraction that did not work properly. Mm -hmm. I beg you to consider that. Child, people crying, children crying. And he said, he didn't do nothing to me. (laughs) That is very sad. But that's that's a malfunctioning attraction, not the attraction. The whole attraction is a malfunction. (laughs) Okay. I... I can't disagree with you till this com- till he's picked a winner, but <laughs> let's just say I, dis- I agree with you. <laughs> okay, I am re- ready to make a ruling and to show even that I'm not bitter, but I do have to agree that Derek's argument for lights, motors, action was the better argument, yes. and it truly is the worst attraction. Yes, thank you. Um, I know we're not playing a game, but that's kind of the first time I've ever beaten that. <laughs> I'll take no, it. Y'all beat you beat me on that one game. I don't remember what it was. Oh, okay, great. You yeah. know the one. <laughs> yeah, the one time. You oh, beat me. that game with the with the questions. Good All right, job Leonard. with your debate, though. Thank you. And now All right. yours. Okay, so Jeremy and I. Now it's our turn, and we are debating which water park is better: Typhoon Lagoon mm. or Blizzard Beach. It's already over. I say, <laughs> now the, you guys are missing the point of this. <laughs> I I will say before we start that Jeremy thought of this topic, and I immediately, thinking of you, said, "I call Typhoon Lagoon." <laughs> but, <laughs> but you, you have, have to be to objective. Listen. You Let's have say, to I will listen. judge the arguments. I will judge the arguments. Okay. Blizzard Beach, as we all know, a freak snowstorm. I am. I am. We all know a freak snowstorm came through Florida, and they really quick built a ski resort, which was dumb, by the way. Why are you going to do that? But anyways, and then the snow melted, and now we have a, a water park. And it's the best water park at Walt Disney World because consider this. Even though the snow is melted, you still have a snow theme all throughout the park. When you're at a water park, you're there to cool down. And what better thing to trick your mind into feeling cool on a hot Florida day than to be surrounded by snow? I already feel cooler just looking at the facades because I'm like, woo, it's chilly. Woo. And, uh, and even though it's 98 <laughs> degrees outside, I feel good and relaxed because I'm in the snow. You just said you were chilly. But it's a, it balances me in the, oh, in the Florida sun. Chilly. That's right. And who doesn't love characters? I do. I do. Well, you even have a character at Blizzard Beach, the ice skater, who is there to take pictures. And he even is a walk-around character sometimes. And you can meet and greet with him. Um, So that's fun, you know, uh, if you like that. And then they have... Mount Gushmore, which is a really high mountain with some water slides on it, and they're really high. And you don't have to take stairs up them because they have a chairlift because, like at a ski resort, you have a chairlift at the top of the mountain. Well, this chairlift still 
we'll take you up. So, you know, I'm in the lazy river. Oh, I really want to ride up that slide, ride down that slide, but I don't want to walk all those stairs. No need, my friend. Just take that chairlift right on up. America, that's what I'm saying. Is that the end of your argument then? Uh, unless you're not convinced. And, and, uh, <laughs> okay, so Derek, let me directly talk about some of those things. First of all, Typhoon Lagoon has Typhoon Lagoon <laughs> has Lilo and Stitch as walk around characters, which are much more recognizable and are exciting. And I even have my picture with them both. As far as the stairs go, when you get to the top of that mountain, if you had ever done this, you would know. Have you done this? I don't have to answer your question. Okay, I don't think you have. <laughs> when you get to the top, you still have to climb stairs because it is a very high slide. Speaking of that slide, it is called Summit Plummet, the big e-ticket, as you might say, attraction. And I will concede that it is a wonderful slide. But the problem with it is it is one of only two body slides, which means the lines can get very long. And it is one of only two, maybe the only e-ticket type slide which means again very long lines which whereas typhoon lagoon has many body slides that you can get in line for and their quote-unquote e-ticket which is crushing gush crushing gusher is a water coaster which i think is awesome i love water coasters and there are three separate slides which means the lines kind of disperse and they aren't as long thank you fast pass plus not really anyway also, Typhoon Lagoon has a great theme. I, re- I realize Blizzard Beach is a good theme, but when I think water and swimming, I just want to feel like I'm on an island. I just want to feel like I'm in paradise, and Typhoon Lagoon already has that going for it. Plus, it has some fun gags, because the theme is a typhoon has completely wiped out this city, or whatever it is, this island, I don't really know, and there are a bunch of fake props left over from the storm, like all the surfboards that are stuck up in the sand and things like that. So it's whimsical as well as tropical, which is what I want at a water park or an island. Uh, one thing it has that Blizzard Beach does not have is a wave pool. What's up? Everybody wants a wave pool at their water park. Then the argument to end all arguments for free, for the cost of admission, that is. You can snorkel with live fish and sharks. What? That is amazing for your money. Typhoon Lagoon for the win. Okay, let's just address some of these things uh, that Derek brings up. First off, the name alone. Two points on that. First thing is, Typhoon Lagoon sounds way too close to Toon Lagoon, and we've all had traumatic experiences there. Which was built first? PTSD. Second thing, Typhoon? Is that really something to joke about? Just 10 years ago, we had a traumatic, horrible tsunami typhoon that wiped out not only India, but then a couple years later, a huge typhoon hits Japan. We almost had a nuclear holocaust. Yeah, let's go there, kids, for vacation to the nuclear holocaust water park. No, thank you. (laughs) Do you think a blizzard is a birthday party or something? Yeah, blizzard. Blizzard, which kills. Uh, when I think of Blizzard, of I think annually. No, I think of Dairy Queen and Yum Yum. Who doesn't love a Blizzard at Dairy Queen? Second thing, like a typhoon, this water park has lots of infectious disease and dys- dysentery. <laughs> I recall, and you all were on this trip, uh, that we were in that wave pool, also known as a sewage dump, and as we were enjoying the park, a band aid stuck 
to – I think both of us got a Band-Aid stuck to us at one point in that wave According pool. to your story that you made up later that you stole from Derek. Come on. No, I, I'm pretty sure I had a Band-Aid on me. A banana. <laughs> Ooh, there are bananas in there too. You win. Come on, kids. Who doesn't want Ebola from the, from the wave pool? That sounds fun. I want to go ahead and stop you. The final thing. <laughs> If I needed to swim with sharks, I could just drive to the ocean. It's an hour away and save the price of admission. You just lose an arm in the process. Oh, so the sharks at uh, Typhoon Lagoon don't have teeth? Well, they certainly haven't taken anybody's arm yet. I demand proof that they have. I'm going to save both of you the argument because <laughs> the best Disney water park was River Country. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ding, 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 ding. Your arguments. Um, judging the arguments, okay. Judging the arguments. Derek and Typhoon Lagoon win. Yeah! Uh, I was president of my debate club that did not exist at my school. <clears throat> yeah. You don't have to convince me much further than just to talk about the theme itself. Yeah. I don't even, I don't even care for the snow sea thing. So that just... I hate this um, topic. Who thought of this? Yeah. <laughs> Typhoon Lagoon wins every time. All it's right. like a little miniature escape. It is like the beach, except with chlorinated water and music piped in everywhere. Mm. Um, tropical foliage and wonderful scenery. Great lazy river. Mm. Good food. The restaurants are really good at Typhoon Lagoon. The little burger place. Uh, so, yeah, that wins. Great. It's closed. Typhoon Lagoon. Seems like my mind has been changed for me. No. And that's been another Mad Chatter Debates. Congratulations, Mad Chatter Derek. You are the master debater. Well, now that we've gushed and gushed about these attractions at Disney we've World. We've crushed and gushed. Oh, I like it. Crushed like and gushered. Nope, I like yours better. Let's <laughs> do a little bit of ranting. You think you could do these things, but you just can't, Nemo! I can't take it anymore! Alright, that's it! Dishonor! Dishonor on your whole family! Blast this pen! Blast this wretched, wretched pen! No thanks to you, I am the laughing stock of the entire kingdom! I know it's a rock! Don't you think I know a rock when I see a rock? I've spent a lot of time around rocks. You are a toy. I understand the need for crowd and traffic control, Disney, but at every turn and in every street, I do not need people commanding me where to go and where to walk and to stay behind the tape and to stay behind the rope. You completely suck the atmosphere out of Main Street. Mm. Oh, your five-year-old loves parades? Then by all means, plop them down right in front of me, even though I've been staking out this spot for the last 45 minutes. And please, elbow and shove me while taking cute pictures of him. Why aren't all the bus stops covered at Disney's Hollywood Studios? We are in Florida. It is either smoking hot or raining. And to stand out there in either one is ridiculous. You're here. 
Disney World, please stop sacrificing the magic for pragmatism. Exiting Fantasmic, exiting the Magic Kingdom on Crowded. Do not send people backstage where there is awful scenery because it completely ruins the magic. People wouldn't have to line up for Fantasmic hours early if people just didn't line up for Fantasmic hours early. We could start a line for the Emporium, I swear, and people would just blindly get behind us in line. Hello, this is Carl again with another Walt Disney World tip of the day. Did you know that all four theme parks are located in the same place? That's right. When you drive up to the Magic Kingdom and you park in the parking lot right in front, you can actually enter into the park and you can access all the other theme parks as well. There's Harry Potter Land, there's uh, the Frontier Area, there's the Animal Places, Petting Zoo, there's um, Epcot. All of those places are right there in the same place, and there is very, very little walking to do at Disney World. All right, I'm going to get real serious and heavy for a second. In life, we all have those experiences where we say, you know, that was nice, but I'm okay if I never, ever do that again. And unfortunately, even Disney has some of those experiences. Now, I okay, let me say this. I don't regret anything I've done at Disney World because I want to have experienced everything at Disney World. I don't know if you guys are the same way. But even if I don't like it, I can say I did it. So none of these are regrets. But a lot of these are things where we are totally, perfectly okay if we never experience these again. And we're also going to talk about a few things where after we did it, we said, you know what, I don't ever have to do that again. But as time passed, we thought, you know, I really want to do that again. So let's start with the ones that we're probably never going to do again. And if it's okay, I'm going to say one. This was the very first one that came to my mind. And unfortunately, it's not Disney World, it's Disneyland. But in Disney California Adventure, there's an attraction called Mickey's Fun Wheel. If you have seen pictures of Disney California Adventure, you've seen it because it's the giant Ferris wheel with the Mickey head right in the middle. It is no ordinary Ferris wheel because you can either get in one of two lines. One is the normal cars, just like a regular Ferris wheel that load quickly. You get up, you get to the top, get a nice view. And they are in cages, by the way. They're not open on top. The second line is what they call the swinging gondolas. And you start on the outside of the wheel... And when you get high enough, gravity takes you and slides you all the way towards the middle of the wheel. Which, in my mind, was, oh, that sounds like a thrill. We have to do that. The only problem is, when you're done sliding, you just swing and swing and rock back and forth. And, like, pretty forcefully. It's not just, like, a rocking chair. And I don't get... It didn't really make me nauseated, per se, but it just was not fun. It wasn't at all. Like, the sliding part was okay, but then once you just sit there and swing, it was like... 
you can't even take a good picture because you're moving and it was just like you have to kind of get your bearings no so i got off that traction and said glad i did it but i can safely say that i will never do that again first off when derek and i did this i was hoping we would get our own gon- gondola is that how you said yeah yeah and we had to share with three ladies which was fine but <laughs> it ended up being fine but i think when we got on we were both like seriously you're making us get on <laughs> like it's such a small car so Derek and I are on one side, and these women are on the other side. And I've had I've mentioned before on this podcast that like if I go on Tower Tear too many times in a row, it makes me feel a little funny, you know, like oh. But this ride, I genuinely thought I was going to vomit all over these women because <laughs> we are not only going in the circular circular fashion of the the, the one point we're moving in the big circle, right. sliding and rocking all at the same time. I'm trying to look at the horizon, and I can't find the horizon at all. And I, <laughs> I really felt so. This throws your equilibrium off. Yes, that. And what do you call like where you just don't know where you are? You don't have any sense of what do you call that? Um, Get your bearings. That's what I said. Bear, I, I lost my bearings. There yeah. you go. And I told Derek, I was like, I am going to vomit right now. Like <laughs> I feel like I'm floating in space, like in the movie Gravity, and just floating away, and I'm going to vomit all over these women and the thing is like you're stuck like you you can't say get me off of this attraction it'll be at least another 15 minutes before you get back to the bottom and then didn't they do it twice then like we pass and go again well for it takes a while for them to load it and then once they load them all then you go around like two or three times at a normal pace because i remember as we came down i was like finally oh we're going back (laughs) up (laughs) it's kind of like that trick where you say you can't move your arm in a clockwise circle and your leg in a counterclockwise circle at the same time but they force you to do it yeah (laughs) except you are the arm and the leg and it's like oh violate the laws of nature (laughs) exactly so i will ride it again not the swinging that's exactly what i was gonna say (laughs) not the swinging because yeah, I think it'll be a different experience. One, I think, too, without the swinging, you're also, when you get to the top, you're you're higher up yeah, than you are. the swinging ones. And I think that would be even a better view. Yeah. And you're not trying to not spill your cookies, you know, all over the floor. So. <laughs> Jeremy, what was one you had? Well, <laughs> speaking of vomiting and going in a circular motion, uh, an attraction that I enjoyed... Once or twice I'd do it, but I, if I never do it again, it's okay. In fact, the last time I did this, I only did it because I was a people who had never been before. And that is the Mad Tea Party in Fantasyland. Love Alice in Wonderland. Love the music. I have the music, of course, on my computer that I listen to often. I will often go and stand around the outside fence just so I can see it and, and get a little taste of it. But the spinning motion, mm, it kind yeah. of... Um, Comment. <laughs> it doesn't make me vomit. It just doesn't make me feel good. And sometimes I think the, I think I get a headache more from it than I feel like I'm going to vomit. Yeah. And uh, anyways, it's just not something. And not to mention that ride. If you are a grown person, you don't have a lot of leg room in there at all. No. So it's just not a fun attraction for me. Mm. And uh, if I don't ever do it again, that's okay. Well, then mm. I'll just ride it by my lonesome, I guess, because I like that attraction. I love Mad tea party and i haven't um i was supposed i was wanting to do it this past saturday but it was with the group that didn't want to do it so mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't do it it's mm-hmm. fun though especially when there's a little child on there like with our friend jamie whose little child was he's like two two and a half something 
and we got going so fast that his head <laughs> just bobbing from side to side. And he's like, you can tell there, there's a line that children on that ride cross between having a good time spinning and then there's a line in which they become concerned. <laughs> and that line happens. You can see it on their face because they're smiling and it, it turns into, oh, confusion. <laughs> I don't know what's I happening. Think- I think that's the concussion setting in yes. from the head. Yeah, that's when you have to be like, it's okay. <laughs> uh, my attraction for this, uh, one and done, and this is not only would I be okay not doing it ever again, I would I would be overjoyed and happy to not have to do this ever, 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 ever again. And it, it's, it's between two of them, I'm going to tell you, in the same park, but I'm going to have to pick one over the other, and that is Beauty and the Beast live on mm. stage. I cannot stand this show, and I cannot stand the um, location for the show. This outdoor Six Flags theater, and then just the awful, gaudy cheesiness that is Beauty and the Beast live on stage. I can't take it. And every time I'm going, I get in there, I'm like, I just want to leave. <laughs> the only time I ever do it is if I was with people that love Beauty and the Beast or something. They don't care, but... Oh, it's dreadful. From the terrible beast costumes. I'm the beast. Boom. boom. Yeah, with my little like pajama slipper feet on. Love me. You can hear the little yeah. You can hear the little yeah, like rubber footy pajama shoes on the ground, like boom, 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 boom. To the big hot pink dresses and all that stuff. I just can't take it. I can't but take it. But what about those amazing special effects when the beast turns into a prince and vice versa? Would they hold like the bath curtain in front? That, needs, <laughs> yeah. that place needs to be enclosed mm. and made and made into another show of some sort that's actually decent. Mickey and the Magical Map. Yeah, something like that. Or an original show. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. Good luck trying to get Disney World. Mickey to goes to Hollywood. I don't know. Oh, that'd be nice. Something Newsies. Sunset Boulevard. Case and a dream. Newsies. Yeah, I want Newsies. Carry the banner. I bet you do. Okay, back to attractions. Mine is very specific, but I probably will never voluntarily sit in the front of Big Thunder Mountain Railroad again, just because the back seat is at least three times of a better experience, in my opinion. Because it really adds up the it really adds the speed. Uh, I I don't know. You know what I'm saying. When you sit well, in the front, you're, you're the halfway front. down the hill before yeah. it actually start, gravity starts pulling you down because the back yeah. of the train is not pulling you back, and it just makes for a much better experience. So if I had the choice, I will never sit in the front again. Can I add on to that and say I think, and I think you'll agree with me, won't ever do this attraction during the daytime again, only at night. No, I can't. I can't say that. I'll do it daytime and night. I like oh, it see. exponentially more at nighttime, but I, I yeah. like it daytime too. Okay, well, I agree. So up yours. <laughs> In YPD. <laughs> Nobody's wearing that shirt this time. Listen to last week's show, kids. You'll get yeah, that joke. That's right. Uh, for me, um, next on my list, um, I've only done this once, and it was with my grandmother, and I. I'm okay if I never do the Prince Charming Regal Carousel again. Oh. It's nice, and I understand the appeal, and I like carousels. I like the way they look. I think it's beautiful, and it fits nicely there. But I was very disappointed in this attraction in that you do wait in line for a while, even on a slow day. And it seriously is about 15 seconds long. 
I mean, I was like, at least let us go around for a good three, four minutes. Nope. I mean, it's like two and a half turns. Thank you very much. You're done. And yeah. so it just was not the, – the payoff is not worth it. Uh, unless I can see, you know, if you got small children or older people where they are limited on their riding. But the only reason I wrote it is because my grandmother wanted to. And we, I have a wonderful memory now that she has passed on of us riding that together. But I won't do it again. Uh, it's funny because there's not a lot of these attractions for me that I would be okay not doing again. Even, you know, minor attractions. And I can see the carousel. Even some of your minor attractions like Barnstormer. Grand Fiesta Tour, those things make their way onto my list of things that I would want like to do again, yeah. even though they're not the best. Yeah. Um, so it's hard to be on this list for me, but so that makes what's on my list absolutely terrible. And the other one comes from the same park, and we've already discussed it tonight, and that is lights, motors, action <laughs> at Disney's Hollywood Studios mm-hmm. for all the reasons that Derek actually argued against uh, or for it tonight. What? Were you, who are I was against that? it, yeah. Okay. Yes, and um, I agree with Derek in, in that. I will show my cards. It's just terrible. I think I've only done it once, actually, and that was like 2006, and I thought, this is awful. Well, now, we did it, it together. I was say, you did it with us on our first trip. Oh, so two times I've done it. I don't remember that time. Yeah, I blocked it from my memory the second <laughs> yeah. time. Uh, for all the reasons that you said, uh, I don't have to rehearse them. It's hot in the summertime. Um, any other time, it still would be miserable to just wait for them to open the gates, and then you're like thousands of people in this ginormous stadium, most of which is exposed to the elements, and then it's just loud cars going around doing pseudo stunts for about you know 15 minutes, and then the other 15 minutes, like Derek said, is people pretending to be directors talking to you about how they make movies with cars, and uh, it's just overall underwhelming and. I would probably no. agree with you because in my mind I was thinking the only way I'd do it again is if I had people with me who would enjoy it. But after no. I say that, we took my brother and brother-in-law who I thought, oh, they'll really enjoy this. And one of them almost fell asleep and the other one didn't have any more fun than the one who almost fell asleep. So I think I've learned It's now. like they just tried to make the cars really loud to make the action seem more intense than it is. But yeah. it doesn't It doesn't come across. It just it feels boring. Yeah. I think well, it's the size, actually. I think it's. I think it really is the size of the audience and the the the. Um, it's not intimate. That's for sure. The location, yeah. It's. I think that takes away from the action of yeah, it. I if I was in charge and I had to, and I couldn't get rid of this attraction, I would definitely cut out all of the talking and just do a really quick ten-minute stunt car show. Do all the tricks. In the 10 minutes, you're in, you're out. I think it would be not good, but it would be better than what it <laughs> I think it would be not good. But then I'd be really mad that I had just wasted all this time waiting in line and sitting. I mean, it takes a long time for them to fill that place up. Yeah. And you kind of, what the thing is, you want a long experience, but you want it to be good. And then it's just like the same thing over and over again. It's like, ooh, the red car, and it's so loud. This is terrible, but I would have enjoyed it more if I had been at that one where the guy wrecked. And he was perfectly okay, but it would have been exciting. Heck, I would have been all yeah. over Twitter after that one. It's but like does, this not, does this not appeal, though, to some type of an audience that clearly we are not? And that is your more southern, redneck, NASCAR audience. Maybe. But I think even they watching know. something like this would be like, 
Mm, that's pathetic because the noise of the cars isn't even real. It's like a, it's just, it's so, it's that little buzz. It's like, <laughs> it's not even like a really like, it's not even like a good deep growly motor sound. It doesn't give, I don't think it gives that, that thrill to it. This don't sound right. I'm leaving. <laughs> Where's my deviled eggs? As a Golden Girls fan, I'm very upset that I never got to see Residence, Residential Street mm. and oh, the Golden Girls house because that was tore down and this eyesore was built. And Adventures in Wonderland house. Yes. Empty yeah, Nest. Ernest, Harry and the Hendersons. Ernest uh, Saves Christmas or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still better. I would do. I've watched it on YouTube many times, but I wish mm-hmm. I could have experienced it. Mm. I would have been that crazy person that like jumped the tram though and ran up and knocked on the door. So maybe <laughs> it's best I didn't. It would have fallen over. Sophia, <laughs> <laughs> the cardboard just would have flattened right one second you knocked. Uh, one thing I will never do again is ride Soren without a fast pass. <laughs> you oh, could yeah, not sure. pay me. To wait in that queue ever again. Right. Just give me a fast pass or not soaring at all. Yeah. Agreed. Who doesn't enjoy those screens, though? I mean, come on. Uh, they still do that. I have they seriously still- haven't waited in line since I went with you guys that first well, time. I have not waited in the standby line. Me neither. The last time I was there, of course, we didn't wait in the standby line, but I did peek in, peek over the wall, and they were still doing it. People were still waving their hands, trying to yeah, get the, the birds to fly. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't even remember birds. I just remember, like, blobs. Blobs of color. It's like, oh, it's moving. <laughs> that blob yeah. is moving to that blob. I still think, you remember how, like, uh, in the old Mickey's uh, Toontown, how when you waited in line for Mickey in his home or in his barn and they had on the screen the old mickey mouse cartoons playing yeah i think you could find enough old disney shorts about aviation and play that on the walls oh that's a good idea and it would be a million times better and and entertain people than just the blobs of color or whatever that is they tried something new it just did not work and at one point they have like the different like the, the the four scenes that are different seasons and there's like snowballs and beach balls and leaves or something. You can hit them into the other screen. Anywho, no, no, thank you. I'm with you on that one. Yeah. Uh, my next one, and this goes along with Prince Charming. And I guess these attractions that the reason I'm mentioning these is because I feel like there's always a line or there's always at least a decent wait, and the payoff is not worth the wait. And that is, I was gonna say, isn't this what they call flat rides? Where, like, you have to wait for the entire attraction to be finished before the next one loads? Is that what you're talking about? No, I'm just talking about you wait 20 minutes for 15-second ride. Oh. And it just doesn't justify the the wait. But, yes, that is, I think, flat rides. Like, what, like, Soren is. is like a flat ride where you have to wait for the whole theater. Right. Or yeah. Dumbo or Carousel. Yeah. 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 Which, this one is one of those, too. But not for that reason. My, point, my thing is Astral Orbiter. Uh, hmm. Every time I see Astro Orbiter, there's always a decent-sized line. And then it's not the easiest load and unload because you have to take those elevators up and down. Which are so death traps. Yes, so you're In waiting the for these elevators. And then I think I've only ridden it one time. And I think it was with a time with you, Derek. I've never ridden it. Okay, then it wasn't. I don't remember who I rode it with then. But it is a cool experience to be on a spinner on top of that building. But again, as soon as the ride starts and you've gone maybe three times in a circle, all of a sudden it's 
and mm-hmm. you've lowered back down and you're like this is not worth it you know i mean at least give us a couple minutes up here we waited for 20 minutes and then we stood five minutes in the elevator waiting to get up to the top and anywho so i i I won't do it again simply because the load process is just too i can see that although i would be pretty sad if i knew i was never going to do it again yeah i'm really looking forward to riding it for the first time i have to put myself in that scenario and and like Say I'm never going to ride this again. Am I happy or would I be sad? And to be honest with you, those two experiences are really the only two present experiences that I would just be completely fine not ever doing again. Yeah, I mean, I see what you're saying, but I, I put it this way: like, if, like when Derek rides it, since he's never rode it, if I'm there, I would ride it. You know, since it w- being his first time. But if it was just you and me, Matt, hanging out at the Magic Kingdom, and you said, "Let's do Astro Orbiter," I would say. Eh, it's got a 20 minute line eh, yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah see that my list is actually things that if someone brought it up I'd be like you go right ahead I'm not doing it yeah. so we all are approaching this from different perspectives I guess so yeah I, I might add one more to mine and that's um, Enchanted Tales with Belle okay I did it once and it's unlike the other two which I hate I liked this but it it would not bother me in the least to know I'm, I would never do it again. See, that mirror makes it all worth it for me. I mean, that's great and all, but... But then you have to sit through the thing at the end. <laughs> repeatability is not the highest, yes. Uh, you know, I just thought of one. Uh, interactive games. I probably won't try one of those again. Jeremy and I tried the Agent P's World oh. Showcase <laughs> Adventure. And I swear, you just watch a cell phone... You watch a video on a cell phone for like three minutes... And then we walked over to something and watched something else. And it was like, okay, now watch another video on your cell phone. And we it, we didn't last about ten minutes. We were like, mm, we're done. We, we even held on to the cell phone for like four more hours. It's for children. I would like to do the pirate one at Adventureland. I just haven't yet. I don't know. I just kind of have a bad taste in my mouth now because of the one we tried. I can see how kids might enjoy it. And especially parents. Parents saying, here, go do this while we go grab something. Or I don't know. Yeah, but, it's for the children. Yeah, wasn't wasn't my thing. If I never go on the Tomorrowland Speedway again, I would be fine with that as well. I've been only on it one time, and the only reason I went on it is because... I was going to say, why did you do this attraction? The only reason I went is because I happened to be at the parks with a group that we were three adults and three children, and the children wanted to ride, and so each adult teamed up with a child to ride this. And trust me, I hated every second of it. (laughs) I actually... uh, didn't make my list because I've never done it, and so it's not even a one and done thing. It's just a done. Yeah, <laughs> I just will never I am done do this with attraction. attraction. <laughs> yeah. I'm the same way. Yeah. And then another one that if I never do again, and you may disagree with me on this, but that's okay. And that is Mission Space. I just every time I'm at Epcot, I'm really even as bad as Future World is in a lot of people's eyes. I still like Soren. I still like, you know, Ellen's Energy Adventure. I never bring myself to do Mission Space uh, out of, you know, everything in, in, in Future World. And I'm just kind of like, even sitting here now, it's like, eh, if they tore it down tomorrow, I wouldn't miss it. So, Oh, me neither. Yeah, I certainly wouldn't miss it. But I would like to do it again. Exactly. I'm in the same boat. I Okay, if I'm with you two and you wanted to do it, I would do it. But... If the line was over 40 minutes, I'd say, you all go ahead. I'm going to yeah, go I would, If the line's over 15 minutes, I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, exactly. I, I would not do it over 40 minutes. Yeah. 
But I would yeah. definitely do it again. Yeah. Well, let's get away from attractions because I have a couple food things I want to mention. One is a restaurant, and that is Mama Melrose's Ristorante Italiano. Uh, it hey. just was so bland. I just did not yeah. care for it. And any other restaurant that I had a subpar experience, I would probably still go back to. But this, I would just, I would almost just take a quick service restaurant at Hollywood Studios over Mama Melrose's. It just, it wasn't yeah. my thing. Um, now, one is a snack, and it's arguably the most famous snack at Disney World, but it's the Dole Whip. And I tried it, and I'm really glad I did, so I can say I had it. But it, it it's just a little too sweet and tart for me, You're and I'm never gonna order that again, I can, I can safely say. If we're in the food vein, I didn't know we were going there, but we can go there. Oh, we went there. I can put up with a lot at restaurants at Disney World. If, as long as a, a couple of things are in place, I can put up with mediocre food. Um, I can even put up with mediocre service as long as the environment and the theming are excellent. And it's somewhere and it's an atmosphere I like to be in. I can honestly say that there is really only one restaurant that I have been to that I just will absolutely always forever rule out unless it is completely overhauled, remodeled, redone, new menu, new everything. And that is the Garden Grill at ah. the Land Pavilion in Epcot. Wow, that's a callback all the way back to episode one. And yeah, Cheryl. it really is. It was Cheryl. Cheryl was terrible. <laughs> Waitress, uh, sweaty Cheryl, and her, um, and the whole restaurant was sweaty. Remember, the AC was dripping on us and everything. So just in, just in general, and it's a shame because, like we talked about a couple weeks ago, that living with the land boat ride is one of my favorite attractions. Like, period. And you would think because it overlooks that it would be wonderful, but it's just it lacks so much. It's really the only restaurant I would never go back to unless they redid it completely. I saw on Twitter over the weekend some Disney people that I think we all follow. They were at the Garden Grill, and they like the Garden Grill. They eat there frequently. Somebody vomited on the like ramp going into Garden Grill, and they said that somebody just threw napkins over it, and like nobody came and cleaned it up for like 10 minutes, and people kept walking through it. Characters kept walking through it. And it was just disgusting. Oh, <laughs> Can you imagine? That whole place, it just feels like a rotating Perkins Denny's. <laughs> Something like a diner. It just has a trashy, bright feel to it. That painted, nasty mural on the wall. Again, Ugh. which is sad because the food court, though, down there at the second on the bottom floor is really good. They have yeah. a lot of good options, and I like Sunshine the, Seasons. Yeah, I like I the miss the old season. Sunshine Seasons, but this one's pretty good. They used to have a killer barbecue chicken sandwich down there at the little farmhouse restaurant, which doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, restaurants for me that I don't want to go back to again. And I think it was just the food I had wasn't that great. And our server just annoyed the crud out of me. I know where you're going. <laughs> and that is the coral reef. Yeah. I just, I don't know what it is. And you all had good oh, food. Yeah. You all liked your food, I think. No, I didn't like my food. I ordered the wrong thing. That was my fault. Okay. I will go back there. I mean, I liked it. I liked what I ordered. It was fine. I'm glad I went. Um, yeah. I would go back. It certainly is not the top of my list. I, whatever what was I had. problem with our waiter that day? I remember this. Well, what was his so problem with a soda or something? 
oh, Derek didn't want a soda, and he like pressured, he like kept asking, yeah. do you want a soda? You really want a soda? It comes with your meal. I was like, I realize that, but I really just want water. And then like he would come, he made like weird jokes throughout the thing. I don't really remember, but it was annoying. That's the word. It was annoying. Yeah. Didn't he end up bringing you a soda anyway or something? Maybe so, yeah. It's just like No, I had the lobster mac and cheese, which I should have known would not have really good chunks of lobster in it at lunchtime for like $13. But I was ordered it anyway and that's my fault i will go back for dinner sometime and try it out again yeah and it's a cool atmosphere i had yeah. the fish there i think i want to have the fish i just remember being very... had fish <laughs> i don't remember what kind of fish though i think i want to have i want to say the tilapia that seems to be my go-to fish dish okay see i thought you had some sort of pasta pasta like lobster penne or something or or maybe i did i had the lobster mac and cheese i know but i thought he had I don't remember. I don't remember. I just remember it was very bland, and I wasn't that into it. But the waiter annoyed me so much that it was not worth speaking to him to try and get something else or to... See, I can put bad service behind me if everything else is okay. Right. My thing with the Garden Grill was a combination of bad service, overpriced. If I was paying for it, it was on the dining plan, and we had free dining plans, so that's one thing. Yeah. But for what you get, it, it was bad. I might add one more to mine. Do it. I didn't think about it, and it's going to make you mad. And that is the Yak and Yeti. <laughs> I've tried it now twice, and it just is nothing worth returning to. Like, mm-hmm. ooh, let's eat there. If I want to do something, I'd do Tusker House or I'll yeah. go off to Boma at the resort or something. But it is one I'll probably I'll probably never do again. Okay, that's fair. I will say about Coral Reef real quick. I, I remember liking my food, but I think one of the reasons I was disappointed is because I love seafood. And you expect a place... That's like that iconic when you think of Epcot is Coral Reef and the atmosphere is all devoted to fish. I just expected like top of the class seafood and it just wasn't. Danny Tanner tried to propose there. If it's good enough for them, I mean, I'm not even worthy to step foot in there. But I mean, I'm going to say this and you may disagree, but I had better food at Red Lobster than I had at Coral Reef. (laughs) I can agree with that with what I ordered. Cheddar Bay Biscuits. You can't beat that. (laughs) <laughs> I think we should make this place a signature restaurant, make it two points, and really do it nice. Because it's one of those places that deserves a really good menu and really good food. And I don't think that it really has that right now. I don't think it ever will because the fish tanks attract the children. Yep. If people book it, why do you need to change anything? Yeah. Well, I've got a movie on my list, if that's okay. I'm really going to branch out there. Mercy. But I will never. I know you guys love the music. I will never ever sit through Home on the Range again. I don't care how short it is. I don't care that Roseanne's in it or whoever famous broad. I don't actually think I would. I mean, I think I own it. I don't think I would ever watch it. Uh, I'd like, just pick it out and watch it. I do love the music, though. No, You're right. I'm, do- I'm done with that. One and done. It is yeah, crossed off my list forever. I own it as well because I own every Disney animated film, and it's part of the collection. But a couple of things. That is the only Disney animated film that you will find in a store brand new for $5. <laughs> like, it is seriously in the $5 bin at the Walmarts. Um, and the only Walmarts. time I would watch it again is – and I plan to do this. Like if I'm watching all the movies straight through, like you know, starting at Snow White, going to the end, then I would rewatch it. But That's like, like Matt Saturday, said, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's the beginning of the month. Time to start over. But if it's like – 
if it's like, you know, Tuesday night and I need something to watch and the Netflix is down, I'm not going for Home on the Range. Why are you adding the to things? Yeah, the definite articles make you sound old. The Walmart. <laughs> I do the same thing, though. I like the Walmart and the McDonald's. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the ones that maybe at first we thought, I'm probably never going to do that again. But over time, you kind of felt like doing it again. Matt, did you have any of those on your list? Yeah, I have two on my list in this. And I probably have more if I was honest with myself because it's hard to remember a time I didn't like it. My first one is Under the Sea, Voyage or Journey of the Little Mermaid, Voyage of the Little Mermaid, whatever it's called. The dark ride attraction at the Magic Kingdom. I did not like this attraction the first time I wrote it. Maybe the second, third, and fourth time. It was a real disappointment to me on many levels. Um, one of which being the lighting in the main big scene that we've talked about before, the under-the-sea scene that felt very much like a warehouse with stage lighting. Like, just mm-hmm. very clearly, like, I felt like I was just in a room somewhere. Um, and it just lacked that dark ride charm. The whole story really did. Uh, over time, though, mainly because of the queue, which is an amazing queue with a ama- I mean, the music, everything about that queue, the rock work, the, the water features, the lighting in the water, the winding paths of the queue, the inside portion, everything about that queue is spectacular. Um, but I wrote it this past Saturday. And I made it a point to go write it because okay. they've recently, yeah, they've recently done the upgrades to the lighting and a few added characters at some times that they did at the California Adventure version. The main upgrade is a total redo of the lighting in the Under the Sea scene to almost completely black lighting. Immediately, the difference is felt. It's not as wide open warehouse feeling as it was. All of the characters now glow with that, that kind of trademark dark ride feel you feel like you're in the cartoon there are some stage lighting elements like non-black lighting but it it, the black lighting is enough to make it feel a little more intimate a little more animated and magical so (laughs) that um plus some of the the weird hair changes they did at the end which i honestly had never noticed and um this time i really noticed something and that was the exit cue once you exit and you're walking down the long cavern hallway with the blue lanterns, the music in there is really quite nice. It's like a Celtic nautical kind of thing. So that attraction is growing on me. The second one on my list of once one and done, now I'd like to return again, is um, Finding Nemo the Musical, which... Uh, oh, Jeremy's ears are burning. Maybe it's maybe it's the music or the 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 actual scenery and all of it. There are some bad elements to it, like the seating and the theater. But and the show, no, okay, no, it's a <laughs> good show. It's a good it, show. It has grown on me to the point to where I actually do want to do it when I go to Animal Kingdom. So those, those are my are, two. It is a fun show. However, I think it's been there now. Goodness, coming up on almost ten years. Two thousand seven did it open? Six? I don't know. I don't really remember. Yeah, six maybe. So, you know, maybe there's time for a little bit of a fresh something there. Uh, but are you kidding me? That's still probably the newest show at Disney World. I'm not going to change that soon. Yeah, you probably... Anyways, I have three on my list. Do you want me to say all three at once? You do one, then I'll do one. And then you okay. do one. And then I'll do uh, one. The and first then you do one. one. And then I'll do one. Three. Okay. And uh, <laughs> the first one's going to shock you. And that is the Enchanted Tiki Room. 
Now I have to qualify my answer because the first time we saw the Enchanted Tiki Room, it was under new management with Zazu and Iago, which was horrible. And uh, thankfully, the Tiki gods were angered enough that the place caught on fire in, what, 2010, I think? And yeah. in doing Maybe so, later. 10 or 11. In doing so, uh, it shut down the Tiki Room and... God bless Walt Disney Imagineering that they decided to restore the show to the original Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki Room. Got rid of Zazu, got rid of Iago, and now it has returned to its former glory. And it is one of my favorites. But if you would ask me, Jeremy, what do you think about the Enchanted Tiki Room in 2009? I would have said, ugh, horrible. Uh, I didn't like it. I still would have done it just because I like the atmosphere and the theming of that whole Polynesian vibe. Yeah. There's so although just, I, I didn't like it, I would have done it again. You know, a little bit of Gilbert Gottfried. Gottfried, is that how you say his name? Yeah. Goes a long way. Yeah, And that right. show had too much Gilbert. <laughs> uh, what does he say when he comes? Stop! Stop the music! Hey, stop the music! Yeah. Anyway. We sound like Howard's mom on Big Bang Theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, this is not going to surprise you. I did not like Jungle Cruise after we rode it. I, it. It was a hot queue. It was a hot ride. And I said, the animals are fake. Why are we riding this? This is so silly. But then I, I just didn't get it. I didn't yeah, get it. I didn't right, get that right, it right. was tongue-in-cheek humor, that it was supposed to be campy and cheesy. And now I have fully embraced the camp and the cheese. And I really enjoy it. Now, granted, it's still hot when you ride it during the day. And I prefer it at night. Uh, but it has definitely become, and not ironically, a, an attraction I really enjoy. Good. I'm glad to hear that because yeah. it's one of my favorites. Good, yeah. Another one that's growing on me, that has grown on me, is the Country Bear Jamboree. Again, the first time we saw it, I thought it was very primitive and very too hokey for my tastes. But <sighs> the more I see it, the more it grows on me, and I enjoy it. You're from Missouri. <laughs> I mean, what? I'm kidding. I'm Come Missouri. on. Uh, the Country Bear Jamboree. No, it's just, you know, a good, fun, um, hokey. That's a good word for it. Hokey yes. show. And every time I see it, something, I don't want to say something new pops out to me, but something different strikes me as funny. And so, and the more I love the the female bears are my favorite. The big fat uh, one from Tampa, and the cheer, tears will be the chase for chaser for your wine or something. And then of course the one that Teddy Bear that comes down from the ceiling. You know they're just fabulous. And blood on the saddle. You know you just enjoy it. So no, I, I really don't. I don't. You got to see it more, Derek. You will. Okay, I have only seen it once, so maybe I should give it another try. That one's always been on my favorite list. One show in World Showcase that was 17 minutes too long because it's 17 minutes long and I did not care for was Impressions to France. But the more I get involved with the Disney community online, like, people love that show. Like, it has such a following. So now I'm like, did I miss something? I definitely need to see this again. So ever since... Maybe so. Maybe so. Ever since I saw it the first time, I've been like, I want to see that again now. Dang it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just well done film overall as well. Like, really kind of shows some beautiful aspects of France. But you know, it's old. It's it is kind of old and needs to be updated. 
My final thing is, and this was, I just assumed I wouldn't like it from looking at it. And then once we wrote it, I've enjoyed it ever since. And that is Primeval World in Disney's Animal Kingdom. Like, Oh, yeah. I was like, why are you rolling your eyes at me? I was thinking Primeval World, the the diorama no, in the, the one at, Disneyland. I mean, I like that too, but I'm not going to bring it up because I get judged <laughs> for liking that, apparently. Okay, Primeval World, the spinning attraction in Chester and Hester's Dino-Rama. Yeah, when I looked at it, I was like, oh, that looks kind of dumb. I'm not going to ride that. But That then we whole wrote land it. is my one and done. <laughs> <laughs> I will not go in there. You cannot make me. But you got to admit, that ride, though. I love that ride. It's enough. It makes your belly tickle. You it know, makes me and, giggle like no yeah. other attraction at Disney World. And it, arguably the scariest ride on Disney property. <laughs> because every time I ride, I'm like, we are going to die on this thing. This We're just going to go shoot over the edge of the, right of the edge. <laughs> yeah, I love that attraction. Even if it is off the shelf and at every carnival I've ever been to in my life. And I like Primeval World and Walt Air. And, uh, stop Disneyland, it. Stop it. So. Thank you for listening to this very special episode <laughs> of the Mad Chatters podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Mad underscore Chatters or Facebook.com slash Mad Chatters podcast. Please review us on iTunes. We really appreciate those. And that lets people know what others think of our podcast. Please check out our blog at MadChatters.net. We update it sometimes. Go check it out. See if we've happened to update it that week or month. And a <laughs> year <laughs> or a year. Um, no, but we've got some pretty good stuff on there, if I do say so myself. Did you guys have anything else you wanted to say before I send these fair listeners off to a happy St. Patrick's Day? No? Okay, great. Have a good week. Happy St. Patrick's Day. See you next time. First, we're going to do a segment that we call You Be the Judge. Jeremy, why don't you explain what this is going to look like? Okay. I had, sorry, you caught me off guard there. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, you can edit this out. Yeah, I will. Who doesn't love a good debate? Um, I don't know. <laughs> well, you don't have to sound like you have a script and then I threw it over to you and you read a script. I know, but I was trying to think of a good way to announce this. Okay, let me try it again. Uh, who doesn't love a good debate? Uh, we enjoy talking about Disney and fighting about Disney. Some would argue that as podcatters, we are the master debaters. So master what we're catters. going to do is put those... <laughs> what did you put, just say? You said podcatters. Podcatters. <laughs> as podcasters. Podcatters. You said podcatters. Oh, that is a mess. <laughs> who doesn't love a good debate? <laughs> I know I do love debates <laughs> that's because you both are master debaters and we are going to put those debate skills to test to test we have each been i don't know let's just do the segment i'll do it later lou mangello stop pouring out the disney magic for your pseudo tony robbins self-help bullcrap <laughs>